Good morning. It is Monday, July 25th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Since we last talked, President Biden was confirmed to have COVID. President Putin agreed to allow exports of Ukrainian grain and then ordered a strike of a grain loading facility at the port of Odessa. The monkeypox outbreak was declared a global health emergency. New crop corn fell below six bucks and November soybeans traded with a 12 handle on Friday before recovering. And the American League won the all-star game again. Good morning, Jim. Good I know morning. that you're really impressed by that American League winning streak in yeah. the all-star game. It's well, it's a kind of a uh, non-meaningful game. Anyway. Yeah. You know, I yeah. liked it when that determined, uh, who was the home yeah. base in the World Series, at least. Make it matter. Yeah, I think that they should have. Exactly. Exactly. Good morning. How was the weekend? Weekend, well, the you know, as you said, uh, Putin made me work Saturday when yep. uh, I heard it, and then I thought, okay, I have to man it's, the phones again. Hey, it's not like you were going outside anyway. No, no. It got over <laughs> 100 degrees here, and it's oppressive in uh, – in, in this area, you, you know, when it gets like that. So, yeah. Yep. Very good. Very good. Uh, that is pro farmer policy analyst, Jim Wiesmeyer. I am the host of AgriTalk, Chip Flory. Glad that you are with us this morning. Good morning, Melody. It's good to see you back. If you would like to participate in the conversation, there's a comments tab someplace on your screen. Go ahead and click on that. And um, we will, try to answer those questions for you or if you want to add to the conversation please please feel free to do that okay um let, let's let's start with some of the headlines from last week and it looks like president biden's condition has improved uh jim mostly just a sore throat now yes you know that's what the doctor had said a couple times uh over the weekend and he does uh, you know you know seem to be progressing quite well Okay. Um, you know, we took it seriously last week and, and talked about it very seriously on Friday because you don't, you don't know how that disease is going to, to no. go. No. Uh, the, the treatment, the therapeutics uh, have improved greatly, obviously. And um, so that's good news that, that uh, President Biden is recovering. Yeah, but so. some of those therapeutics, as we well know, have side effects. And, yeah. you know, there are the uh, uh, unknowns there. But his age and some of the prior heart conditions made him in the vulnerable category. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I want to stay on President Biden for a moment because early last week, he was ready to declare a climate emergency. And then USDA Secretary Vilsack, and we talked about this on Friday's Free For All on AgriTalk, and, and Secretary Vilsack was going to travel someplace and announce the next steps in implementation of Section 1006 of, of the American Rescue Plan. The climate emergency was pulled back. The next steps for 1006 were pulled back. And the question is, did the White House lawyers send a memo asking if anybody else has noticed what the Supreme Court is ruled jim well the signals i got was clear uh, they did get involved and in yeah. fact 
on the non-declaring the climate emergency by Biden, uh, he made that decision at the very last minute. Yeah. Because when he was going to leave the word in town, and you saw the Washington Post had to backtrack because uh, all the signs was that he was going to uh, announce it. Now, John Kerry, uh, his, you know, clim- you know, one of his climate advisors, so-called czar, uh, said it's not a question of uh, if, it's when. So I think the lawyers wanted to get a little more fodder on their side, Chip, on, on you know, both situations. Okay, very good. Very good. Tanner and Gary, we will get to those questions, no, no doubt about it. And I've, I've got, Tanner, your subject is already on my list. Gary, we will... Uh, we, we will make sure to discuss that as well. Uh, on the climate issue, Jim, uh, like you said, President President Biden pulled it back very late. I, I just want to put a warning out that we've got uh, that we are getting earnings from the big three refiners this week, Valero, Marathon, and Phillips 66. All told, all combined, Earnings are going to be like fourteen billion dollars in the for, in the first quarter. Yeah, I, prepare for outrage from the White House. I don't know how he's going to say it, what he's going to say, but he's going to talk about it. And I, it's just a simple fact that there's going to be a reaction, right? Yeah. And also from Democrats in 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 Congress, especially Senator Warren. So, oh yeah, they probably have their releases already. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Another one from last week uh, that I know caught your attention, Jim. Australia found traces of FMD and ASF on now viral fragments is, is what it was described as. But if you've got foot and mouth disease and African swine fever moving on products from China into Australia, that ain't good. No. And, and, you know, it didn't get a lot of play. Now, Bloomberg, to me, broke the story. And again, when I saw that, I just pounced on it because that's one of the biggest wild cards I say in my speeches for the business of agriculture. If, if you get FMD here, uh, it's major. And I think Sean Haney told us in Australia, if, 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 if it grows, if you will, uh, it's a huge impact because of their significant beef industry. Right. So, and, and it's not just a, a meat issue, as you well know. Well, you know, we learned that with mad cow disease. It's a yeah. grain issue. So yes. it's, but I think it would be a game changer, Chip. And uh, on the plus side, our commodity groups, especially NCBA and the National Pork Producers Council, have done a very good job in anticipatory uh, if we were ever to get FMD yep. in this country actions to take and not take so uh we're never totally prepared if that were to occur but at least they you know they you know they have their game cap on exactly exactly i believe what haney referenced was that australia provides 13 percent of global beef exports yes so it's a huge issue to australia but it would be a huge issue around the world if all of a sudden 13% of the supply is, is pulled back. So yes. something that, uh, something that will, we will have to continue to watch closely. 
Okay. Um, let's let's go on to this question from Tanner. Uh, Tanner says last week, and he says, I am paraphrasing, Chip said, in regards to insurance policy in the new farm bill, larger farmers are less risky. If we remove the top 11% of farmers from the subsidized insurance pool, smaller farmers will have larger premiums. What was that claim based on? Uh, now, that goes back to that, well, to, to reaction from the report that basically said crop insurance means test could save billions of dollars. Yeah, well, it could save billions of dollars, but it would yeah. have that impact. And we'll follow up and get the research behind the uh, claims now uh, that, uh, you know, most people told me last week, actuarially, it would cause problems, yeah. you know, with the program. And there's your key, because uh, the, the biggest, uh, you're saying the top 11%, you know the checks they write. Now, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, and if they were to pull out of that program, it changes the dynamics of the crop insurance program. I, yeah. I think it's the logical there, but we'll get some numbers involved there. I can deal with both RMA and the uh, uh, insurance industry, but to me, it's an actuarial uh, issue. Yeah. Absolutely. The good news is there was also a, a farm bill hearing last week. Crop insurance was the was the focus. And there's widespread bipartisan support for, I would say, the existing crop insurance program. Correct? Absolutely. You yeah. can always improve. And that was one of the yeah. messages and expand the program to get more more producers outside of the traditional ones, corn, soybeans, wheat, uh, et cetera. But in, in a, in a uh, world almost that uh, very little is uh, agreed to, this, this is one subject that was good to report on, Jeff, because yeah. of what you said, wide bipartisan support. And uh, the majority of producers know it's the best risk management tool they have, yep. you know, so both from a revenue insurance and a yield insurance, you, yep. you know, perspective. And it's probably going to be my page one story in the ag letter this week uh, because of I, I want to put it into context of what this means going into the farm bill debate that uh, a tax will be made on the program that we saw. But uh, means testing uh it just doesn't work in in a in an actuarial uh, you know system. It's right. like just think your private uh, home house insurance. Yeah. You know, if you pulled out the top X percent, uh, your rates are going to go higher. Mm -hmm. Just it just the, the uh, you know numbers yep. on that one. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Uh, one last item that from last week that is going to lead into the weekend. Uh, Russia and Turkey and Ukraine and Turkey signed agreements that would restart Ukrainian grain shipments. And then over the weekend, Jim, Russia launched missile missiles at Ukraine's port of Odessa. I mean, within hours of signing this agreement and before you on the front page of pro farmer and in our policy updates on profarmer.com we caution that history clearly shows that putin 
does not live up to agreements. I mean, not just with us, but around the world. I mean, that's his yeah. history. So we, you know, I think as you text me over the weekend, you kind of, this is one where you're right. Uh, you know, yeah. you don't want to be right, right. On, on that one, you, you know, when you caution it. Now the Russians, initially the Russians denied it, by the way, and then it was evidence there. And then yeah. they said, well, it was a strategic uh, hit. You know, you mentioned Turkey a couple of times, Turkey with the UN, Turkey yep. with others, with Russia. Turkey is an interesting country relative to this topic, Chip. As you well know, they get a substantial amount of grain, or used yep. to, from Ukraine. So I think uh, they they were the, it, this was the impetus. It was self-centered on their part. They, they want first dibs uh, on this grain. There was a fourth party involved in those talks that arrived at the deal, and that was the UN, the United Nations. Uh, how are they going to react to this, Jim? Because this is this is Putin. It just you know, it's complete disrespect. It is for the UN. And they were negative on it over the weekend. And, you know, that was good to see. Now, there's all sorts of implications now here. Is this, uh, you know, uh, the uh, a Ukraine official was quoted over the weekend as saying, well, we still want to get the first shipment out in, in another port maybe uh, on Wednesday. Uh, yep. The traders I talked with are highly skeptical of, of, of that uh, occurring. Uh, besides, we're, there's not just uh, uh, Ukraine um, um, mines in the yeah. harbor. Uh, there's floating Russian mines. Yeah. You know, so I, I just think this is going to. I'm not saying it won't ever succeed, but what's in it for Russia? That keeps coming up. What? Wh yeah. Why would Russia have agreed to this? You know. Right. Uh, some people say that they were concerned that the U.S. was going to send some naval you know, vessels out there to protect the corridor there in, in order to uh, uh, accelerate the shipment. Um, I haven't con totally confirmed that, but at least that's what some of the reports that I've uh, you know read about the incident. Okay. Uh, before we get to Gary's question, Adam's got a, a question and an, more of a comment. Here, uh, when is the world going to realize that Putin cannot be negotiated uh, negotiated with? It, when uh, is is important because yes, I agree, Adam. Uh, Putin cannot be negotiated with, but when that realization sets in, Jim, that you can't negotiate with the guy, you can't trust him. What is the reaction? from the rest of the world. Well, I would initially say, what's the reaction from Putin if he finally realizes the U.S. and the okay. West don't want to deal with him anymore? You know, he's trigger happy, as you well know, just over over the weekend. But that that's no reason to be, quote, afraid. Uh, right. I would say that the uh, uh, current administration in the U.S. and some other countries, especially Europe, they're afraid of Putin. I don't think there's any other way to say it. Yeah. And and that's why they've been so slow in getting the right weapons over to Ukraine. We've dragged our feet, both the U.S. and Europe, 
on this one. We could have been far more effective had we dealt with the Putin we knew but mm-hmm. didn't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're seeing the ramifications of that. History okay. shows that this is this is not just a Ukraine Russia situation. This is because already Moldova and others are saying they're fearing that it, once he yeah. gets what he wants, he'll just expand. And again, that's yeah. what history shows that Putin does. Right. Right. Correct. Okay. From Gary, it seems like Trudeau over the weekend is launching a war with us, I believe, on fertilizer. He seems to be following the EU. No, launching a war on fertilizer, following the EU. Any word of climate emergency possibly doing the same? In what context? Uh, If there is a, I think what he's saying is uh, limiting the, the use of fertilizers like oh, what like has happened in the European Union. Yeah. It looks like Canada is starting to do some of the same things. <laughs> uh, it was wrong for those two countries and it would be wrong here. You just, yeah. uh, th- that would really muck it up. And now that we've got fertilizer prices, while still very high, considerably lower. Uh, than they were in March, say, of this year. And the supplies are starting to increase, Chip. And one of the side agreements on this Russia deal was to hopefully free up some of the Russian fertilizer shipments to this country and other countries. That also remained to be seen. But again, when you have, again, to put it bluntly, when you have a war on crude oil, like we have in this country, you'll you see the negative yeah. impact short term, and you'd see the same thing with fertilizer. Yeah. It just right. does again; it doesn't make sense. And if you regulate it out, take a look at what has happened in Sri Lanka. That yeah, they went organic on some very bad advice, and um, in one year, yeah. it, it all it took was one year of organic production in Sri Lanka to run out of food and run out of money because they've had to import more food to feed yeah. the people. Food riots. Absolutely. Yeah, food riots. Yeah. And, and starvation and people are dying. It It's ugly. It's, it's very ugly. We're, we're into an era in the world, not just here, Chip, where it just doesn't have to make sense for strategic policy decisions, you know, and it's hard to monitor and to call because yeah. logic is not, you know, you, you know, with us on a number of issues that we're, <laughs> we're right. already discussing. And yes. that's why we're into this fog area era, yep. you know, yep. so I, I just don't, you know, you don't want to get too negative, but I think it's a function of leadership uh, around the world. Uh, I just, we, we're, we're out of sync. We're out of yeah. sync. Yep. Uh, from Jason in the comments, do you support the expansion of NATO after the unification of Germany? After the unification, I, I, I would support the, the expansion of NATO uh, after the unification of Germany. You, oh, you mean Eastern Germany? Yeah, and West, East, Ger- East oh, and West I, Germany. Absolutely. Bring the, the wall the down. It's clear to me. It's, it's, it's clear. Okay. Uh, report that from Melody, reports of NATO weapons sent to Ukraine being sold on the black market. Are we being gamed? Well, some of that always happens. 
just you know you yeah. you hopefully uh, uh there's more positives than negatives on that right. but that's the deal the world we've lived with for a long time that yeah. you have um skullduggery you know going on i mean we saw it in our civil war in the united states where that's you right. had your 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 uh, uh spies counter spies and always with their hand out yeah yep uh adam has a, an interesting comment to add to the conversation there top to bottom breakdown in our institutions we're going to talk about that a little bit more right now because in the week ahead maybe as soon as today Senate Democrats are going to continue to work on the reconciliation measure, right, Jim? Yes, uh, they're waiting for an announcement from the Senate parliamentarian that uh, the language they have in that reconciliation bill, uh, which will go through, Chip, whether or not uh, the Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act language provisions uh, can be a part of the reconciliation measure. Okay. Uh, but that plus the uh, uh, you know prescription drug negotiations will be the the major you know feature yeah, of that. That that item, the allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices, wouldn't that have passed the Senate without reconciliation? I think so. There's a number of yeah, Republicans who I think it would have. Yeah, not all, not all because of the pharmaceutical lobbyists in this. Town. I know. I know, but what an opportunity to show some bipartisanship, and they blew it. Uh, yeah, well, it's th their fear of that they're not going to get any Republican vote on anything. So yeah. they just do, do it alone. And this is the autocracy that we're into in, in, in Washington, D.C. right now. They just want to do it all them. Themselves. Yeah. And, and it's uh, it, right. if it's, the Republicans do take over the House, as is likely in 2023 after November 8th elections, you hope that they would have learned some lessons. But there's still a big question mark on that one. Right. Because the Republicans are going to need a few Democrats because of the far right Republicans in yeah. the House. You know the Freedom Caucus. Right. Uh, I'm not saying they're wrong on every issue, but uh, they like to they like to have it their way, and they they'll hold their they'll withhold their yeah. vote. So that's why, and that even gets into the farm bill, Chip. Yes, if, if, absolutely. If the Republicans think that they can totally write the farm bill, they're, they're wrong, because these conservative republic far conservative Republicans won't go along with the farm bill, especially in nutrition funding areas. So they're going to need the Democrats. So don't think the farm bill does not have to be bipartisan. It does. Right. Now, the reconciliation bill, we've taken much of the climate action of the Green New Deal that was going to move into the reconciliation bill. That has come out. Um, Senator Manchin basically said no. Uh, but there's others. There there are others. It's not just Manchin. Uh, but that ups the odds that at some point this week, we probably will see, maybe not this week, but President Biden is going to declare the climate emergency at some point. Yes. They're wanting to get uh, Gina McCarthy, his climate advisor, uh, has been working diligently, I've been told, uh, on... Uh, options uh once he announces that declaration chip 
And I think that's another reason they held off. I think I, I think they needed some more strategy sessions it, on what programs they're going to do, how they're going to roll it out, et cetera. Because just go back to the beginning of the Biden administration. If there was one consistency in their comments when they introduced every cabinet person, yep. it was the whole of government yep. approach on dealing with climate change. Yep. Absolutely. So that's passion. There was passion. Now, and when you hear Biden, he he gets emotional when it comes to this area. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Now, some people say, ha, so what if he declares a climate emergency? There's not that what's that really mean? Go back to when President Trump declared an emergency at the border and started moving money around the government so that he could build a wall. Yeah. And he did. Uh, and he did. Yeah. Absolutely. And so what this means is, is I, I think it means that President Biden would then be pulling money from areas of the government and putting it behind the climate actions that they would like to see. Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly. And there's a lot of money involved there, Jim. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And how he can repurpose funding if he declares that uh, climate uh, emergency. And yep. basically, that's what Trump did. And yep. and the Wall Street Journal, in an editorial commentary last week, said uh, they told uh, uh, Trump this would happen if he declared uh, that wall emergency. And he said that's exactly what's happening. So they said mm -hmm. it at the time. And and. We're, we're seeing the follow through. So, yeah. And you can have a lot of short term issues, Chip, under a uh, emergency declaration, because even though it'll be taken to court, you oh, know, yeah. it takes time. Yep. So uh, they, they can go probably uh, into a year in implementing some of their provisions that they want, but definitely ahead of November 8th elections. They're yes. speaking to their constituency. Yep. Yep, very good. House Ag Committee today is going to hold a farm bill session up in uh, Northfield, Minnesota. Yes, on a farm. Yes. I, I always like when they go out. I know there's a political angle to this because they're they're picking certain members who are in close contest. And this one, it's Craig, I think. Uh, she's in a close contest, but uh, I just like when when any committee goes outside of the nation's capital and actually hears from yeah. real producers, because uh, more often than not, you you can come up with a good idea, and you can because they're they they're filters. They don't listen to Washington every day like we do because we have to. Yeah. So you get a, a fresh perspective uh, uh, frequently. Uh, Definitely. Real world, real world stuff. Right. Hey, we've got quite a bit of ground that I want to cover here sure. yet, Jim. So let's let's keep moving forward. Melody, I see your point there uh, in, in your comment that there has been substantial misinformation on climate statistics over the years and that they're there's no emergency, according to Tony Heller. Uh, now, let's see. Tuesday, Wednesday uh, is the Federal Open Market Committee meeting. Uh, Three-quarters of a basis point rise, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Widely expected with, uh, what, 15 percentage point yeah. possibility of 100 point. But I think more important, Chip, is the press, the presser, as we call it, the yeah. press conference uh, that the Fed chairman will give because they'll parse every single word that he says. Right. I wish that it was happening on Thursday afternoon after we get the second quarter GDP numbers. Yeah, but, you know, I think if if I recall, I'm, again, I'll double check this. I think they, they can the, the Fed has an opportunity to see those numbers okay. before. So okay. they won't uh, uh, reveal them. Right. But it'll it'll be part of their thinking. Well, it, we we know that it's going to be negative because Sec uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen over the weekend started backing it down, saying, now, listen, if we get two consecutive quarters of negative growth, it doesn't mean that we're in a recession. Yes. And the White House as well. They're both yeah. a DEES, a DEES and, and uh, you know, National Economic Council. So they already know that we're going to have a negative number. But I don't want to get too wonky. Uh, the MBER is the official uh, designator of the recession, and right. they take their time. So they will not announce that we're in a recession. Thursday. Okay. And that's kind of what Yellen is saying. Plus she, she mentioned a lot ship on the uh, labor situation. You, yes. you it, it's still tight and firm and things like that. I keep on hearing from some business people that they don't want to lay off anyone for fear of how long it, it's taken them to get exactly people to begin with. So I think that's why we're in uncharted territories here where normally you would see some layoffs, but yeah. you're not. Yep. As much, as much. Yeah. What is this potential train crash between the U.S. and Canada on one side and Mexico on the other? AMLO, the president, they it, it deals with their energy. He's focusing on the state-controlled uh, energy firms. And uh, the language of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement got into that. And so uh, the Bloomberg and others have said you have potential 10 to $30 billion of tariffs looking at Mexico if this thing is not settled. But, boy, uh, 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 you, know, you know, Mexico's president uh, uh, said late last week, oh, ooh, I'm scared. You know, so yeah. he, he's not going to back down either. No, that's <laughs> it's something to watch because look, here's the ag angle on this one. If we were to put tariffs on them, but not just U.S., but Canada's involved in the complaint as yep. well. And I think it has some merit to it. There's ways you can do it, though. Yeah, I think better. But here's the ag angle. In the past, when Mexico wants to counter retaliate, frequently they look at U.S. agriculture and that gets mm -hmm. the hog markets nervous because they buy a lot of hams. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So it, it's something to what don't discount this. That's it, right. It, it's not going to do away with USMCA. That's too strong, but it could lead to some uh, negative implications for some market uh, trade. Also, I think it hurts the Mexico in this regard, Chip, with our uh, with uh, us wanting to source either in the U.S. more and more of these products, chips, and, and other things. Oh, also in Mexico, it hurts the investment going into Mexico uh, because of the concern of the 
uh, negative relations between U.S. and Mexico in in this regard. Yeah. So I think it has some follow-on negative impacts from an investment cycle. Okay, very good. Growth Energy and EPA have reached an agreement on the 2023 RFS requirements. What's the story here? Well, it, you know, I think you may be talking to Growth Energy today, if I recall. We're going to try. Okay. You, you might want to ask them why the dates are changing. But but I will give Growth Energy credit because they, uh, they're putting some dates uh, through yeah. the court system. Uh, they're saying that they'll announce uh, to propose the 2023 RFS volume requirements uh, no later than November 16th, uh, yep. 2022, this year, and to finalize them no later than June 14th, 2023. Right. So, I, again, I will give them credit. They're, as a lobby group, they're, they're getting some hard dates. Now, some of yeah. those dates have changed prior to their initial release on this chip, but I'm not going to call it a negative because I like when, when the EPA is bounded by specific dates that they must follow through on. Exactly. Okay. Is Pelosi going to Taiwan? You know, you talk about a spirited <laughs> battle between Pelosi and the White House, including Biden. Uh, the military Pentagon does not want her to go because uh, behind the scenes, the Financial Times reported over the weekend that uh, China has really upped uh, the negative comments on, on this potential visit next month. Uh, we reported today, Chip, uh, that uh, there may be a... a, a, a you know, what did they call it? A, uh, you know, China could declare a no-fly zone over Taiwan right. to prevent her visit. So that shows you how significant they are. They, and But, you know, Pelosi, as we've seen in history, she's her own person. Yes, she is. And she's a China hawk. So yep. we're going to see. Because now with this out in the open ship, the signal that it would give is that if she doesn't go, I mean, yep. they can finesse it if she doesn't go, reschedule to a later date and then yep. happen. Uh, but uh, they could call uh, this week on China. And yeah. so that's the concern that you have. Yep. Once you go public with intentions, yes, it's hard to, it's hard to walk it back. Yes. It's hard to walk it back. Yes. Okay. I'm wrapped up. I, there's just a few things that I want to mention that we are going to be watching this week. On Thursday, the Senate Finance Panel holds a hearing to consider the nomination of Doug McCallop to be yeah. the chief egg negotiator at the office of the USTR. You know I'm going to be watching this one very closely. When I saw this one on your list, Jim, of, of hearings this week, on Tuesday, the Center for Strategic and International Studies is going to have a virtual discussion on quote, the battery minerals supply challenge. Yes. And it's, it's uh, we're going to put some money in that, but it's going to take several years, you know, to get yep. that investment. But, oh, absolutely. You I'm know, what I've seen that. relative to batteries, Chip, uh, another cog, the logistics companies are really increasing their involvement in yes. battery 
uh, you know, vehicles. So, and I think that probably makes sense because uh, they're they're seeing the efficiencies uh, in 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 going that way. But I know right. you're going to say yes. We need to improve our grid. We need to get yeah. adequate supplies for. Uh, those uh, precious minerals used in the production of batteries and three, the, uh, you know, charging stations, yep. all that's going to take time. But once we move past that 5% of us sales, uh, that was a critical mark. And if you follow the new automobiles, like I do, because I love new cars, 2023, I saw a Chevy Blazer. It's not out quite out yet, but it's coming. 2023, you talk, SUV, <clears throat> you talk about a looker. And with the lights on front, and I'm I'm just a sucker for that stuff. <laughs> well, I'll just let you know, my wife drives a 2019 Chevy Blazer, and we love it. Yes. Well, you look at their uh, uh, EV. EV. I know. I you, saw it. These most innovative uh, uh, engineering and looks of them. I mean, yeah. they're, I'm telling you, yeah, <laughs> pretty good. All right. And the, the last thing that I'm going to mention is also tomorrow, the America first policy Institute holds its 2022 summit. That means Trump, returned. former president Trump is making a return for the first time to Washington, DC. Absolutely. Since he left what January 20th, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I've taken a lot of emails and questions on whether or not uh, Trump will run. He wants to run. He will run. But, you know, Ron DeSantis from Florida is really gaining, although still yeah. considerably behind in most polls with Trump. But what has Trump worried is that it's the money DeSantis is getting. And that's why he uh, Trump wants to get into this race as soon as possible yeah. so he can up the yeah. funding uh, levels. But I think there's some negative signs. And I know we don't deal that much with the January 6th committee, but uh, it has hurt Trump. There's just yeah. no doubt uh, about it to me, especially among the independent voters. And the Wall Street Journal came out with an editorial commentary uh, 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 saying that uh, a former Vice President Pence rose to the occasion, uh, you know, during that time, and Trump uh, did not. Right. And the New York Post, that to Trump reads every day, said uh, he he should not run again. He's yeah. he's not uh, ethically fit now for another term. Yep. Good stuff today, Jim. Thank you so much. Sure. Today oh, on Sugar, I'll be at the Sugar Alliance coming up in Vail, Colorado, beginning, I think, Sunday. And I think you're going to be meeting with Colin Peterson later this week. He's going to be on a panel uh, there uh, yep. with Robert Bonney, I think, of you know USDA. So you sugar people, I can't wait to see you. Yeah, I'm going to be in Owatonna at uh, Ritchie Brothers tomorrow doing a show for Linder Farm Network. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, uh, should be really good. As Jim said, uh, former Congressman Colin Peterson is going to be one of my guests there. And, I'll, and, and we'll also have a panel discussion there tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Today on AgriTalk, we've got Machine Repeat and Ernie Goss uh, from Creighton University with the details of his latest rural mainstream index have a great week everybody keep watching for those signals mm -hmm.